Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. This special day happens uh, once a year, every year. Um, and um, that's not going to help you get the answer. So I'm just going to tell you because otherwise we could be here for a long time. Today is, let me, let me say this. Today is the 183rd day of this year. Which means today is, we're halfway, officially, we are halfway through 2023. We're halfway through. And it struck me today as I was, uh, I mentioned that I'm, I'm going through the Bible chronologically. Which has been really cool because I've never done that before to go through it chronologically. And so what's happening is I, I'll be jumping to all the, the chapters that would tie in with the chronological timing of, of that chapter. So today, the last number of uh, weeks I've been going through First and Second Kings, and tying with that is First and Second Chronicles. So uh, today I was reading through sections of, of First Kings and Second Chronicles because they, they relate. And um, so there's been a lot of, uh, uh, I've, I've enjoyed that, but each day it's, it, it gives another day. And today there's a little wheel on the, uh, this wheel is not coming off, but it's, it's being filled as the more, the more I read it, just as there's another gauge that goes around. And so now it's at the 50% point because it's the, it's halfway through. So I'm halfway through the year and, um. So it hit me today as I saw day 183, uh, and I multiplied it by two, of course. You get 366. So yesterday and today, halfway in between has been, it's halfway through the year. Uh, and we've been talking about the word, the last, this is uh, part five of a series entitled The Word. And the word for this year in particular, for 2023, is in his love being all we can be for his glory. That was the word that was given already as, as there was prayer that went up to the Lord last year for this year. In his love, recognizing he loves us, that we would be all that we can be for his glory. And around this thing of his, the word to us, and being all that we can be, uh, I thought today it would be a good thing to take inventory. Does anybody know what it means to take inventory? Okay, so the, the closest person I'm hearing the loudest at this point in time, but I know there's a number that spoke. So to, to check to see what you have and what you don't have, okay? Sorry, I heard somebody else. Okay, so... We're going at another, so we're going a little bit more in the direction. In fact, we're going in the direction that I'm, I'm going to head in, is to, to have a, a, an examination, as, to look at yourself, to see where am I at in regards to this year? Where am I at? How am I doing? When it comes to the word that, that has been given to us, to be all that we can be for his glory and his love, how am I doing? How am I doing 
regarding the word in my life? Is there growth happening in me this year? When you look back from the beginning of the year till now, has there been a change in your life? Is there a developing? Have there been any changes in me? Where is my faith at? Has there been a strengthening of my faith? Am I getting stronger in my faith? Am I allowing God's will to be accomplished or am I continuing just to say, oh, I know what I got to do. These are the things that I have to do and, and I got to get them done. Or is there an aspect of, Lord, what do you have for me? Am I at a place, have I come to a place in this year that perhaps, if I haven't considered it before, I would consider, you know what, what is your will for my life? What would you do or what do you want to do in my life? Where am I when it comes to, to surrender? Am I surrendered to the Lord? Am I, am I at a place that, that uh, I'm yielding myself, I'm giving myself over to, to the Lord, a living sacrifice, to go ahead and, and make changes on me? Has there been a change in that? Am I allowing the Lord to be Lord in my life? Is he seated on the throne of my life? Now, those are a lot of questions. To say, well, where am I at? In Hebrews 13, 20 and 21, and this is one of the main verses regarding this year, and especially to be all that we can be. It says, now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, who is this talking about and what is it talking about? This verse. Let me read again. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ, or Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. He's talking about Jesus and God the Father and something else in that verse. Is it up there? It's not up there. Let me read it a third time. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, and it continues on, but I, I'm not going to read the next verse yet. Well, there's an inferring perhaps of the Holy Spirit in all of this. It's talking about Jesus being brought up from the dead and he's the great shepherd, our shepherd, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So we're, t we're talking about not just who Jesus is, but we're talking about what he's done for us. And there's a covenant, there's a, a promise, a contract being given that is, is for us as the, his sheep. The shepherd is making a covenant, the Father, the Son, and with the Holy Spirit is making a covenant by his blood to us, and this is what it says. To make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, so it's not, just, not even just on our own. We're not doing it on our own. It's through Jesus Christ 
to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So the question is, as I check myself, is that happening in me? Is that happening in you? From the beginning of the year, we're 183 days in. Do you see that, there's the, that the will of God is being accomplished in your life? Are you allowing him to do, to work or make you complete in every good work to do his will? Are you, is he working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight? Are you allowing that to happen? Is there a glorifying of God, of Jesus Christ, in who you are on a daily basis? So, an inventory. Where, where am I at? And the good thing about inventories is that we can see where the improvement has come or where the changes have taken place. And we can also see where we're still in need to have things happening in our life because we haven't, we haven't arrived yet. I haven't arrived yet either. Lord, let your will be done in my life. Let me do what is well-pleasing in your sight through Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, that Jesus would receive all the glory in my life and who I am. So, I want you to know there should be a growth taking place in our life. We cannot stay the same. There's got to be development. If you look at a baby, and in the last few months, we've had opportunity, and even this, this last weekend, we had opportunity to see little, our little granddaughter, Ophelia, and just to see the changes that have taken place from when she was first born till now. And... We, can, we recognize that within two months, she has doubled her weight. In fact, there was a concern initially is, oh, is she getting enough to, to nourishment? There was a concern. There had to be some changes that took place, even in little Ophelia, so that she could get the nourishment that she needed. And so with that, there was an increase as there was a change that took place. There was an increase even in her, her weight. So when we saw her just this past weekend, it's like, you know what? Like how many people have, when their hand or arm is straight, would have this major crease between the, the right over here by the wrist? Like we're talking this big roll on both sides, there's like, there's like a, a band across, and there's a roll on this side and a roll on that side. And, and this, this little chubby baby with, with creases on her ankles and, and all these rolls, it's like, oh, my goodness, Ophelia, you are growing. That's good. There's, there's, there's changes taking place in you. You're, 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 you're feeding better. You're, you're sleeping better. You're giving your, your mom a little bit more time uh, at nighttime to, to sleep a little bit longer. There's changes. You're, you're becoming more aware of the people that are around you. And, and so it was so cool just to get in her, her view. And all of a sudden, she's looking at you. 
and she's looking at your face, and she's looking at your, like, what's on your head? I was wearing a, a hat the first time, and she's looking at me, well, like, well, what's that hat on? What's, what is that anyways? I took it off, and I put it back on, and I took it off, and I, next thing I know, I get this little, this, this big smile. It's like, I like what's going on there. It's, it's, hey, different colors, my blue hat, and then it's gone, and anyways, there's life. There's growth in two months. There's been such changes. In 1 Corinthians 3, and I want to I go through this, and just the, the fact of some of the changes that should be taking place and, and that, that there's a personal inventory and some of the things that we should be striving for as children of God. So 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1, and, and I'm going to go through this fairly quickly. Uh, we're going to read a little bit more. I, was, uh, I think it's important that we, we read uh, right to uh, verse 15. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. And so there's this indication of there's growth that, that Paul had wanted to see taking place with the Corinthians, the, the, the believers in Corinth, and there's, he's recognizing or he's indicating you haven't grown because of, of being carnal. You may say, what's carnal? Does anybody know what carnal is, to be carnal? I, I wouldn't say necessarily evil. Sorry? No? It's of the flesh. When, it's, when you're carnal, you are of the flesh. It's about what your flesh wants. It's all about your flesh. If, if we are carnal, when it's about our flesh, it's about maybe what I want or, or I'm, I'm a depending on myself, there's no growth. There's not the growth that we would like to see happening. And Paul, when you, when you think about it, like the Corinthian church was a, like, man, they had the gifts of the Spirit. They needed instructions on, on some of the usage of that. And they were given the motivation of behind all that you do. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of teaching in this church that had a lot. But there's a lot of things that they needed to change. Chapters 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10 are all chapters of, hey, you need to deal with this. You cannot continue to do what you're doing or this is what you need to do. And there's chapter after chapter of instruction. What are my, what are my interactions like with other believers? For where there are envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? I'm not talking about, you know, sometimes there's situations you have to deal with uh, because the enemy is causing whatever. But if, if we're having strife with a brother or sister in the Lord, for when one says, I am Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Hey, I'm following this guy. I'm following Paul. There's a group saying, no, we're following Apollos. Are you not carnal? Who are we looking to when it comes to growth? I, this is who I follow. For goodness sake, don't you follow me. 
That's why I, I always want to point. I want to point you to the word of the Lord. I want to point you to Jesus Christ. Don't follow me. Let, me. let me direct you to the word of the Lord. Let me direct you to Jesus Christ. Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? Who is Dave? But ministers through whom you may have believed or you believed as the Lord gave to each one. So the Lord used Paul, the Lord used Apollos, the Lord uses me. And in fact, some of you may have gotten saved by the word, by somebody to bring you to the Lord. Were you not saved by the ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither, so then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. There's life that comes. And we have the opportunity. We have opportunity in this inventory that we would take. Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to be used by you. Use me. Here I am. Use me. The Lord is saying, I want to use you. I want to work not just on you, I want to work through you. Yes, Lord, let me be that person that you can use, that I would not be distracted by the things of life and the things of myself or my own desires or my own uh, uh, goals or whatever. But let there be your will accomplished. And so, as he says... It is God who brings the increase. In your life, the growth you have will come by the Lord. Yes, there will be some people that will sow seeds into your life. They'll sow you the word or the, the word will come to you. There's others that are going to water that seed of the word in your life. But it's God who brings the increase, the changes in your life. Lord, let those changes take place in me. So I planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives increase. Nor he who plants or he who waters. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. I think one of the greatest or most exciting things when it comes to this inventory is we look at ourselves. Man, let me be responsible for leading someone to Christ. Perhaps let me just show them Jesus and who I am. Let me be a part of, of somebody coming to life in Jesus Christ. In fact, Lord, let me be the one that would share the gospel, that there would be a response of salvation because of what I've spoken into their life. I've shared with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, each one of us will receive his own reward according to his own labor. So we have to take a personal inventory. We can't just say, well, you know, Dave's, Dave's responsible. Pastor Dave's responsible. To a certain ex extent, yes, I am. To feed you. But in the end, you are responsible for the things of growth as you grab a hold of the word and as there's a, a, a reacting to the word, an obedience to the word, 
and God begins to do a work of bringing life and growth within you. So, part of this growth and part of this thing of us being responsible for receiving a reward, it's according to our own labor personally. So there's this aspect of, of we need to take personal inventory. Where am I at? Where am I at? Is the Lord, am I allowing the Lord to do not just to work on me, but to do work through me? Am I willing to work with the Lord? Because it's part of the growth that takes place within us. And if you look at, at the disciples from the time that they first came to be with Jesus and then throughout the three and a half years that they were with Jesus and then even beyond, there was a continued growth. And so much of those three and a half years together with Jesus was working with him in ministry. In fact, there was amazing things that were done. In fact, the Lord says as he began min uh, the ministry, it was around the fact that there were such multitudes that were like sheep without a shepherd. And he's, here's Lord, the Lord is saying, you need to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers into the harvest. Do you know, I heard that this morning, one of our uh, guys from the, the prayer force team had sent a, a short clip, a video clip, and I listened to it. The, and the, the guy that was speaking, I, it was like, made an interesting point. Usually we pray to the Lord. But he made a point of, we can answer the Lord's prayer. He says, pray to the Lord, Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labors. The Lord's heart is, I need to send forth labors. Will you be a laborer? And we answer that call of the Lord, the prayer of the Lord is, is that the laborers would go out. Lord, send me. Lord, use me. And the Lord is saying, I want for there to be a growth in you. And so much of it talks about this aspect of fruitfulness in our lives. You can tell a plant that's developing that should be having a certain fruit on it. You can recognize if it's doing all right as the blossom comes out and then there's a, there's a, a cross-pollination that takes place and then that, that, that blossom develops into a fruit and you just see a little that fruit growing bigger and bigger until it is ripe. We usually see the ripe fruit. We, we, we pick it up from the store. We buy it from the store. We go out, we do strawberry picking I think uh, we're. I just. I think we're just past the strawberry season. I don't know. It's usually at the end of June, but this thing of of picking ripe fruit, we recognize when when you get a yellow strawberry, it's like okay, this fruit isn't ripe. I need to. It needs to be a little bit longer and let it ripen because who wants to eat uh, a white or yellowish strawberry? You want a a red strawberry. A ripe strawberry. They're so good. It says, For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. 
as we, I like how the King James Version uses, it says, in the King James Version, it says, we are co-laborers with God. If we are co-laborers with God, you are his field, you are his building. And I've mentioned this a few times over the course of the last number of months. To be God's building, I be, or God's field, I become God's field when I labor together with him. So it's not like he's just sending out. He's saying, I, I want to go with you as you go out. Let's do this together. I want to be, be with you, and I want to plant in your life. I want to plant in who you are so that there's fruit in your life. I want you to be fruitful, that others are impacted by the fruit in our life. We become God's field. We become his building. There's a, a structure that's built, being built who we are that would bring refuge, that would bring a place of, of, of protection, of safety, of fellowship, of comfort, of, of being encouraged or strengthened or what, whatever by who we are. That's as we are laboring together with the Lord. The Lord is saying, and I want to use you. I want to use you to impact other people's lives, to be a shelter for them, to be a refuge that they can come to. Is that who we are? It says in verse 10, it says, According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And so he says, that is the foundation that we need to build on, Jesus Christ. This refuge, this, this building of who are, we are, our lives, this building of our life, it's on Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on that foundation with gold and silver and precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through a fire. So we're not talking here about salvation by works. We're talking about salvation. There should be a resulting work that takes place, not just on us, but through us. The things that we do. So the things that we do, like I know, hey, listen, in your given day, how, how many of you get eight hours of sleep? Okay. So how many need eight hours of sleep? Okay. So we, don't, we want eight hours of sleep. We don't always get eight hours of sleep. If you can get eight hours of sleep, it's like, hey, good for you, right? So that's one-third of your day, for the most part, spent sleeping. We spend probably another hour, if not more, either preparing for food to eat or to eat between breakfast, lunch, supper, breaks in between, snacks, again in the evening, 
all these different things. We spend an hour at least, if not two. We're up to 10 hours. We're almost getting halfway through any given day, and it's just been sleeping and eating. Then there's work. Now listen, even work, I would say even in our sleep, Lord, let me sleep as unto you. Give me rest while I sleep. Lord, even in my eating food my, for nourishment for my, this physical and this temple that you've given me, that there would be a thanksgiving, Lord, thank you so much. You know what? I'm really looking forward to fellowship time with the guys afterwards. Part of it is, hey, I like eating. I like eating, and it's a bonus. I, there's a fellowshipping. So even in, in the, 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 the thanksgiving, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to get together with others and to fellowship. So even in our eating, we can be thankful. We can appreciate it. In our work, I don't know about you. Do you know, and, and you might say, well, I, I don't have a work like you, Pastor, because your, your work is, is much more spiritual than mine. Can I just say this? Whatever job that you have, I'll tell you right now, it is extremely spiritual when you do it as unto the Lord. So you might be washing toilets, cleaning out toilets, and, and whatever. Lord, I'm going to do it as unto you. I'm going to do the best that I can. Lord, that, that in my work, my boss, who might be a bit of a turkey or not, that I'm going to do, I'm going to work as if I'm working for the Lord. Let me work as unto the Lord. So that even your, you might say my secular job, now becomes a spiritual job. As in, I'm doing it as unto the Lord. That there would not be anything against me by my boss or my co-workers or whatever. Or, and sometimes there might be some, a little bit of conflict because your co-worker or co-workers might say, don't, don't do such a good job. You're making us look bad. I'm not trying to make you look bad. I'm, just, I'm working as if Jesus Christ was my, my boss. I want to do the best that I can for him. You know what? You start working like that. It's God that brings promotion in your life. To bring the promotion in your life. Lord, I'm going to work as unto you. So now, Lord, we can have, because we might say, well, the, it's only my free time that that's where I need to start to figure, well, maybe I got to put some of my, my free time to the Lord. So I come to church on a Wednesday night. That's good. But the free time that I, that I may have, Lord, even if it's in recreation, Lord, let my recreation not be displeasing to you. Or my time of, of refreshing, that it would be as on to you. Listen, a lot of times the, the stuff that we may do in our, in our free time, and I'm not saying that we, hey, of course the Lord desires for us to, to rest and be refreshed and enjoy and, and laugh and, and all those kinds of things. Lord, that my time that I have each week that is beyond my work and whatever, Lord, let it be a thing that pleases you. Lord, maybe there's a sacrifice involved in my time. 
I would say, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice because I do have some time and I'm going to take time to be with this person. Go for coffee or whatever. Or, Lord, how would you use me? We got, hey, a little plug for VBS. I want to say thank you for all those that were out here yesterday for VBS and, and, and uh, the part that you're going to be playing in. in there's, I think there's 37 that are already signed up for VBS. It's still a few weeks away. The part that you're going to play in those young lives. And it's, yeah, it's maybe a little bit of a sacrifice of your time throughout the week if you, you have that time off or you're going to say, well, I can come for these days or whatever. What an amazing opportunity. I'll tell you right now, those works, the work that you do at work can be gold or can be stubble. Am I the type of work, a worker at, at or when I'm outside of church, what kind of person am I? Has there been a change in me as I take inventory of, of where I'm at spiritually? And the beautiful thing is, it's not like it's just me trying to, or I'm going to be changing things and whatever. It's because of me changing. But it's the Lord Jesus, according to his word, changing us. By his word, he's changing us just because I, I grab a hold of his word. And by his spirit... He's, he's doing a work of change in me. Even as I would follow his command. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures on this foundation of Jesus Christ, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Lord, when we stand before you at the, the judgment seat of Christ, we're not, being, we're not being judged for our salvation. We're being, we're, we're being rewarded for the works that will stand the test of, of the fire. Our works. I don't know how he, the Lord's going to do it, but the works will be put into the fire and what will withstand fire. Tell me what of these six things that are mentioned will, will, can withstand the, the hottest flame. Gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Gold, what else? What can stand, withstand the heat? It may melt, but the substance is still there. It doesn't burn up. In fact, it becomes more pure. Silver, what else? Precious stones, they're not even impacted uh, by, by the fire. What burns up in the fire? Wood, hay, and straw, the stubble, just burns up, burns up very quickly. Lord, as I take inventory of myself and of, of the time that I have in a given week, we have a fixed number of hours every week, 168 hours. Everybody has the same amount of time. How am I doing? Lord, that it would be, you, you structure my week. I give you permission to structure my week. Hallelujah. It's amazing. So I had today, I had about an, an hour and a half that was, I didn't expect today. An hour and a half. May I say this? The Lord structured my day to include the hour and a half that I could be ready for tonight. 
And so this morning, it was very quickly, the structure of, of the message tonight was given to me this morning. I knew it was going to be around the word, but I didn't know what. And so it was given to me. And in fact, throughout this morning, even the interactions that I had with people was around some of the stuff that I, I'll still share with you. I was like, thank you, Lord, that I, you structured my day to include an extra hour and a half. And during that extra hour and a half, I spent about 25 minutes talking to one person. I spent another amount of time, uh, uh, I left a message for another person. This is on my way to make my wife happy. She says, Dave, can you go in town and pick this up for me? And it was like, Wednesdays are not a good day for that. And uh, so I, I went. And the Lord allowed me to structure everything to the point where, like even the, the songs, everything came very quickly. I say, thank you, Lord. You help us so that our day, if, if we're willing, our day becomes of gold, silver, and precious stones. Say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Is there growth happening in me? Can I just say this regarding growth? There's an aspect of others wanting to help out with your growth, and and I, I just want to go quickly through Ephesians four, uh, eleven to sixteen. And he's, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, that we would be equipped for the work of ministry. I want to be equipped. Let me be equipped. Let me, I want to minister. I want to build up the body of Christ. The Lord wants to work through you as you are equipped. I just thank God for so many of you. I just want to say thank you for so many of you that are involved in one way or another. Just say, I, I'm willing to take responsibility. I'm willing to minister to others. I say thank you in whatever way that is. So that the body of Christ is edified till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. So we're growing to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, to become more like Jesus, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, but there's a development, there's a maturing in us, even that we're not carried about with every wind of doctrine, that we're not tricked or by men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but we can be steadfast. We can catch things that we're not uh, uh, tripped up because there's a growth in us. We're maturing and we can speak the truth in love. We may grow up, that we would may grow up in all things into him who is ahead, to be more like Christ, for whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That's what I see here at this church. There are so many aspects to this church for the functioning of just even a, a Wednesday night service and all those that are involved in, in making sure that this, the service happens. And even for that which will go out from this service online and is going out, uh, 
to the simple thing of even the fellowshipping. To go out of your way to say, hey, listen, I'm going to, whether it's before the service or after the service, I'm going on my way to minister so often on a, on a Sunday or a Wednesday, I'll see people that are still hanging out, talking to each other and fellowshipping with each other. We need that. And you do it. There's so often times that, that you guys are praying for each other. And it's not even like you have to call the pastor or the elders. I have people that are, are hey, there's a need that's mentioned to you. Say, hey, can I pray for that? And I see people praying for each other on whatever. You don't have to come to the pastor. There's, there's people all around you that will say, you know what, I'll pray for you. I say, thank you, Lord, for that. I thank God for who you are, that each part is doing what it's supposed to, and it causes growth of the body for the edifying of, the, of itself in love. Let me say again. So he, the Lord joins us together in this whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part, that's us, every part does its share, does what it's supposed to, and it causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. It's like, oh, man, this is good. And there's, there's, there's a rejoicing in the heart of the, the father and the son as he sees his children changing and growing. And there's, there's this thing of growth. I like what it says in Acts 1, verse 1. It says, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Usually it's like to teach and do. But here it says to do and teach. So he was showing them. It was like show and tell. Let me show you how it's done. This is how it's done. And in the process, there's a teaching that he gave his disciples. And within a few months, he sent them out by twos. And they came back all excited. Read Matthew chapter 10. They were all pumped. And he says, what even the demons, even the demons obeyed our voice, our commands, the demons the Lord is saying, the Lord said to him, hey, don't, don't rejoice that you're, you know, yeah, the demons, they, they, they heeded your command. You, as young believers or older believers, you have authority over the enemy in Jesus' name. They, they, they will do what you would, that you tell them. Get out in Jesus' name. There's a rejoicing that our names are written in the book of life, that we have life eternal. Praise God. I like that. It says, all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day he was taken up. After through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. And it goes on to say, and I don't I want to get too much into form, or the verses here because we've talked about it much in the last number of months. I want to talk, though, when it comes to the word. We're talking about the word, because I'll tell you right now, every single one. I'm talking about growth. I'm talking about not messing up quite so much. May I say this? When it comes to the word of God, there will be a fork in the road where you have a choice to do. Do I do what the Lord says or not? Do I go this way or do I go this way? 
Do I go according to the word of God or not? And there's this coming to that fork, and there's a, on one side is the temptation of the enemy, and even our flesh, if it's not crucified, becomes almost unbearable. You need to crucify the flesh daily. You won't have as much trouble when it comes to the fork in the road. And even as we, the, depending on the decision we make, there will be two things happening, both by the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. Depending on which way you go. According to the word. All right? So we get to that place. There's a fork in the road. And we the moment we choose to do what is right is the moment the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to help you through this. The moment, and he's waiting for us to do what is right. He wants us to go and do the word. There's always benefit when we do the word. If we choose the wrong way, you say, you know what, I'm going to go the way, and you know already that it's wrong. And what happens is the conviction of the Holy Spirit comes very strongly, and there's one stop sign after another stop sign, after another stop sign, and we bulldoze right through those stop signs at, at a t oftentimes to the point where eventually the Holy Spirit, we've gone through the last stop sign, and we do what we know we shouldn't do. And then there's consequences. Sometimes the, the Lord God, in his mercy, will chastise us, and we, we get a spanking, there's consequences. We reap what we sow. Sometimes there's grace and mercy given, and man, we don't get what we deserve. Has, anybody, has that ever happened to somebody where we don't get what you deserve? It's like, thank you, Jesus. I didn't get what I deserved because of your grace and mercy in my life, and I acknowledge that. The beautiful thing is, even when we mess up, as long as we still have a breath, Lord, forgive me. Let me get back on track. I, I made a wrong turn here. I'm going back, and I'm going to go the other way. And the Lord is there. The moment, even the moment we would just say, I'm sorry, Lord, and we're, we're turning around, the, the, the Lord is right there to help us along the way. I love you. You're heading in the right direction. I love you. Even when we're heading, heading in the wrong direction, oftentimes the Holy Spirit or the Lord will come, and he'll, he'll let us know, I love you, but you're heading in the wrong direction. You're heading in the wrong direction. The word. May I, may I say this just quickly? There's two Greek words for the word of God. Does anybody know what those two Greek words are? Greek words are for the word of God. Logos and rhema. When you say, what's the difference between? They're both translated word of God, but one is logos and one is rhema. Now, the logos the word of God, it is the, the written word of God, or even as I speak the word of God, that's logos. And logos is there for our hearing, to hear it, to read it, to meditate on it, to learn about God and his ways. That's logos. So we learn about God and his ways, what he would have us do or not do, that's logos. 
And God uses his, logo, his Logos word to speak his rhema word to us. You might say, well, what is rhema? Rhema is, as you are reading the word, as you recognize, there's suddenly a revelation that comes that says, oh, if I do this. For instance, just a few years back, I mentioned this, and we're talking about the seed that the word that is sown, or the seed that is sown, it's the word of God, and it's sown in four different conditions, the hard ground, the stony ground, the thorny ground, and the, uh, the good ground. And the good ground is where we, we accept it and receive it, and there's a hundredfold. And I, I've, I've taught on that, I've read it numerous times in my life, and it was about three, four years ago, that it hit me. It was like it became rhema to me. And here was the, the revelation that came, the hundredfold. Do you know that every, every commandment of the Lord, that the Lord gives you, the Lord wants to increase in your life a hundredfold. The, the, con or the, the benefits of you keeping that. So for instance, I mentioned earlier about the, the, you know, the way that you would work at work as unto the Lord. Your boss, I'm working as unto the Lord. And you tell me, as you do that, that there's a hundredfold to the point where you left one job and you went to another job. You didn't have to say, I got to look for, for years to find a job. Because you were working as unto the Lord, the job came very quickly. In fact, not only that, but the Lord says, let me give you a bonus because of how you've been working. There's going to be a bonus for you in the fact that you don't have to take a bus. How long does it take to get to your job? Five minutes. And how do you get there? You walk. It takes him five minutes to walk. In fact, if he threw, well, he wouldn't throw a stone, but if he threw hard enough, he could probably almost hit the, the place where he works. Because it's that close. I don't have to worry about a bus, catching a bus. In fact, the bonus is this, because I work on to the Lord, there's this bonus of all the money that you're saving by not having to take a bus, the time involved by not having to take a bus, I can walk to work. Now listen, you might say, well, hey, pastor, I want to be blessed. I want to be protected. Do the word. Do the word. Let the, let the logos, as you read it, to do it. The next thing is you, you will have revelation and you will have life, fullness of life coming to you as you are getting the word and doing the word. I'll tell you, the biggest rhema for me over the last 15 years has been Jesus Christ and him crucified. When that became a reality to me, and sometimes it's, it's everything. If I want the power and the wisdom of God to be in my life, you want the power and the wisdom of God in your life, it comes through the message of the cross. And the power and the wisdom of God is available to you for anything and for everything. 
in the best of times and the worst of times. This has become rhema to me. And that's what I want to share with you. I want to make it rhema to you as I give logos that it would become rhema as you grab a hold of it and say, yes, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Lord, let my daily walk. Here's another passage as I, I just close here. Time, oh wow, okay. We started late, right? Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Don't hang on in the race that you're running. This endurance race and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let go of the, the cares of life. It's like, oh my goodness, I care. And it's, I just hang on to it. No, I'm going to cast my cares on you, Lord, because you care for me. And the sins that so easily beset me, man, I'm letting them go. I'm letting them go. And I'm going to run the race that is set before me. How? Looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. There's the mention of the cross. Jesus Christ and him crucified. My faith is there looking to him. He despised the sh despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God in a position of authority to say, I want you, the, the authority that I have, the power that I have, the wisdom that I have, the love that I have for you, I want it to be flowing and overflowing in your life and, and touching other people, not just touching your life, I want it touching other people's life. And so today as we take inventory, let there be this thing of, man, uh, there's got to be growth in me. There's got to be changes take, take place in me. Let it be. Let it be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray this last passage as we close. And it's from uh, Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to see how it ties in for the prayer uh, as we close. I love you guys. Oh, man, my heart rejoices. I see there's change. I, I see changes in you. I just say thank you, Lord, for the changes that are taking place in the flock, in the sheep. You are the great shepherd. Lord, that there's so many are willing to say, Lord, let your will be done in my life. I just give myself over to you. And so I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always, in every prayer of mine, making request for you with all joy, for your fellowship in the gospel, the moment you gave your life to the Lord, even to this day, from the first day until now, to be confident, you would be confident, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I just pray that Lord, the work that you've begun in my brothers and sisters, Lord, from the very first day that they gave their life to you until now, that they can be confident. Let them be confident that that work that you've begun will continue. You, they will become more and more like you. They will become, they will grow and develop. They'll be fruitful. They're going to be mature. They're going to be stable, Lord, right until the day you come back, becoming more like you. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for this body of believers that you've entrusted to me. 
as a pastor. And I just thank you. And Lord, I just pray that they would be partakers. Even as you have shown me grace, Lord, I just thank you for your grace, your mercy. I thank you for your, your blessings. I thank you for correction. I thank you for instruction. I thank you for your righteousness. I thank you for your grace that they too would have that in their lives. Lord, I just thank you. Lord, even as I see these different things, I say there is a great affection for my brothers and sisters in the Lord. And I thank you. And this I pray. I pray this, Lord, that your love would be revealed to them. And Lord, their love may abound in you and of you more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Lord, you will reveal things to them. Lord, you will give them discernment. Lord, what is right and wrong. Lord, the direction, the wisdom that they need, you will give it to them. And Lord, all wrapped and overflowing in your love, abounding in your love. Lord, I pray that they would approve things that are excellent. Say, this is, what, this is how I want to be. Lord, I pray that they would be sincere in their walk before you without any offense to anybody else or to you right until the day of Christ. And Lord, I pray that they would be filled. Lord, fill them with the fruits of righteousness which are by Christ Jesus, by Jesus Christ. Lord, that the fruits of the righteousness, of your righteousness in them, Lord, would, be, would come out in different ways, in different, Lord, and uh, Lord, I just pray this in Jesus' name, that you would receive all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, I pray this for my brothers and sisters here tonight. Lord, those that are online I pray this, and for those that uh, couldn't be here tonight, I pray this for them in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.